Hello everyone. Welcome back to Capes and Japes. We've been very uh chatty, but um it's Pride Month. That's our excuse. Pride Month means we just get to gab about random stuff instead of starting the episode of our podcast that we're recording. We get to procrastinate. It's fine. Like my local yeah, Pride Festival said on its uh programs these are the times we're planning these events but we're running on gay time so they might be <laughs> delayed exactly we are running on gay time for podcast recording um but we are recording we are talking uh we are discussing crystal of the inhumans um who is probably the most interesting so far to me personally um happy pride to everyone who's ever dated johnny storm <laughs> happy pride. crystal should this this is a character who should start dating women if only because um her choices in men have been so unfortunate that i think it would make a lot of sense as a plot development to be like oh yeah that was compet <laughs> <laughs> that's what was happening just like um, oh dang i picked the worst men because i wanted to date women and i went too hard the opposite direction truly how often do you think johnny storm gets that you know at this point i feel like he's probably like you know what good for you <laughs> i'm happy to be a lesbian ally i guess <laughs> Um, but yeah, Crystal's an interesting case because she is, uh, probably, I mean, definitely the inhuman who makes the most appearances in non-inhumans related things. Um, there's some, like, long stretches of time where she's, like, doing her own stuff and the rest of the inhumans aren't really involved at all. Um, she is the younger sister of Medusa, who we talked about last week. Um, her full name is, uh, Crystalia Amaquilin. Um, and so she's a princess of the royal family. Um, and her power, um, that she got from exposure to the Terrigen Mist as a child is that uh, she is the Avatar, basically. She can control Earth, air, fire, and water. Um, which, like, I feel like realistically would make her, like, pretty extremely powerful. <laughs> I, I, it, it feels like they have not, like, leaned into that very much, but it's like, if you can, like... All four of those is pretty good. Yeah, like, there's a whole series about it. Yeah, there's a whole show about, like, you know, the, how the people who can do this are, like, really, really strong. And, like, those shows aren't set in the Marvel Universe, but still. And there's, like, seemingly, like, no real limits to it, from what I can discern. Um, she is uh, also distinctive for her... Um, weird hair thing um she, she mostly kind of the most regular looking of the inhumans but she has like 
This isn't in her very first appearance, I think, but it's like they added in shortly thereafter. She has this kind of like orangey red hair and then across like the middle of her hair, like horizontally, there's just like a big black stripe. And then on the back of her head, there's like a kind of circle pattern. Um Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, like, it lo- it looks cool. It's, like, a cool look. It's just, like, how does her hair grow that way? Does she just dye it and re-dye it constantly? Who's to say? Um, but, uh, other than that, she looks like a, um, normal, attractive white woman. <laughs> uh, which, you know, are very easy to come by in comics books. Um, she is... Uh, one of the first Inhumans that the Fantastic Four, uh, interact with in a positive way, um, because Johnny Storm, uh, runs into her, um, while she's, like, traveling through New York City, um, and is, like, wow, an incredibly beautiful girl who's, like, the same age as me. And they're both, like, teens at this point like johnny's supposed to be a teenager in like the very early days of fantastic four um they're not drawn like teens but like what teens are in comics truly what teens are um so he uh sees this girl uh like starts trying to like chase her down and talk to her um johnny that's not a good start (laughs) Not a, not a great start, but, like, when uh, has he ever, you know, gotten off on the right foot in that sense? Um, and uh, <laughs> as she's, like, running away from him, she, um, like, catches some wood on fire with her powers. Um, and <laughs> Johnny's thought bubble, I had to, like, screenshot this because it is bonkers. Um... I don't get it. That pile of wood burst into flame when she passed by. That would be just my luck to flip for a whistlebait witch. What? I love 60s comics. What are you people saying? (laughs) Also, Johnny, you catch things on fire all the time. It's like your one thing that you do. You're not a witch. Clearly there's some other explanation. Yeah. Um, so, eventually, uh, Johnny catches up to Crystal, uh, and he's like, are you a witch? And she's like, are you, no, what's your problem? Why are Um, you chasing me like Pepe Le Pew? (laughs) (laughs) Um, eventually, uh, they're able to figure out that Crystal is, uh, inhuman and this is like one of the first times that this is being explained to them and she tells them that she's here with some of the other inhumans um because uh maximus has taken over and exiled them and they're looking for medusa um which is how they figure out that uh medusa lost her memories it was a uh, part of the frightful four which we talked about last week when we talked about medusa and then eventually you know they're able to get her memories back, and she goes back with the Inhumans. Um, 
but uh, Crystal and Johnny start dating. She uh, sticks around more than the other Inhumans do for this reason, because the rest of them are like, they keep like cropping up and they have, you know, like storylines where like something's going on with the Inhumans again. Um, but Crystal, because she becomes Johnny's love interest, like ends up as sort of more of a regular fixture. Um, also, I think partly because of this, she is like, uh, Lockjaw, who is the Inhumans big teleporting dog. Um, a lot of time gets depicted as kind of like her dog. Um, and like, he's like the royal family's dog. And I guess technically speaking, he's probably like Black Bolt's dog. But because Crystal is the one who's around the most, and they, she's the one who gets to have the dog. I mean, fair. Yeah, listen. I think she deserves to have a dog. Um, so, uh, when Sue Storm first gets pregnant, uh, with Franklin, um, Crystal is there, um, and is kind of helping with, like, Sue's pregnancy and then uh when sue temporarily leaves the team because you know she's pregnant and she's having a baby um crystal volunteers to uh take her slot in the fantastic four um and at first uh reed isn't sure about it because she's you know young and they haven't seen her like in a lot of fights, but she, uh, they end up in a fight with, I think, the wizard, um, and Crystal is able to help them out pretty effectively. So, uh, Reed is like, okay, yeah, you can be on the team. Um, don't get too distracted making out with your boyfriend <laughs> while we're trying to fight crime. And she's like, oh, okay, I'll try not to, but, like, they're teens, so they do get distracted making out a lot. Um, yeah, so poor Sue Storm is just, <laughs> I mean, not poor Sue Storm, like, it's good, like, take a vacation, but she is just constantly being replaced by different Inhumans. Um, they, um, retcon in, um, at some point that the, uh, air on Earth is, like, the pollution uh, in the air on Earth is, like, toxic to Inhumans um, because their own, their, like, homeland doesn't have any pollution at all. Um, must be nice. Must, yeah, must be nice. They just eugenics all the pollution away, I guess. Um, and, uh... She realizes she has to go back to Adelan, where the Inhumans are from, um, so she can... Breathe. Recover, and... Yeah, so she can breathe, you know. Um, it's good, it's good, it's important. Um, but when she has Lockjaw teleport her back, um, they have, like, a brief, like, there's a brief stint where, um, 
somehow Lockjaw, like, accidentally takes her to, like, an alternate future, and there's this whole thing where, like, the Fantastic Four have to come get her from the alternate future where, uh, like, she gets possessed by a goddess or something. Um, and then, after that, they solve that problem, and then Lockjaw again teleports her someplace else, um, and she ends up, um, in Australia on, in, like, a sentinel facility, um, and sees Quicksilver being attacked by a sentinel. Um, so they, uh, she gets him to safety, takes him back to Adelan so he can recover, um, and, like, while he's recovering, they develop feelings for each other. Um. Girl. (laughs) Girl. Like, listen, honestly, I mean, you do you. But it's like, Johnny Storm is, like, not a good choice, but also, like, Johnny Storm is mostly just kind of, like, a callous dipshit who's, like, a little bit, like, full of himself. Um, Pietro's kind of, like, for real an asshole. (laughs) Like, Pietro has some stuff going on. Um, and I... Listen, reading all this, Pietro does not come out of this relationship looking any better. Um, Good. Great. Yeah. Um, but, uh, they don't, I don't know if they actually, like, I don't think they actually, like, start a relationship or anything. Um, but Johnny comes looking for Crystal, um, and finds Pietro there and, uh, the two of them obviously having feelings for each other, um, and Crystal's, like, trying to explain it, and Pietro's, like, get out of here, Johnny, like, she, she wants a real man now, or whatever, and she's like, you're not helping, dude. (laughs) But, uh, the two of them end up, like, fighting over her, because, of course, um, and then, ultimately, like, Johnny's like, okay, well, you don't have feelings for me anymore. You want to be with this guy. I, that's fine. And they, uh, break up and Johnny leaves. Um, this is another one of kind of the, the things is that like, Crystal does get a lot of storylines that are not about her being on the Inhumans, which is good. But most of those storylines are about guys she is dating. It's unfortunate. Which is, unfor- like, par for the course, but, uh, unfortunate. Um, it's, like, very, uh, shortly after this that, uh, Crystal and Pietro decide to get married. Um, they have a wedding, um on Adelan and uh Crystal becomes pregnant um and gives birth to a daughter um named Luna uh named because 
they're on uh the like Adelan is now in like the blue area of the moon and so she's born on the moon and they name her Luna um which is cute um Luna is still alive um and not evil which is pretty impressive um for like a baby born like over the course of comic books um like just like truly so much of the time you see a baby born on panel it's like they're gonna get rid of that baby just like oh jeez either that baby uh, like never existed or like yeah baby's gonna get kidnapped and turned evil or yep or it's you know the baby gets sent to the future and then comes back and they're an adult um, or like just completely but, retconned, never, ba- never, yeah. baby never existed, never had a baby. Don't worry about it. Um, but yeah, Luna still alive, as far as I know, unless something happened pretty recently. Um, still alive and has aged at a normal rate. Um, incredibly impressive. Yeah, uh, good, I mean she's. A true comics anomaly. Yeah, she really is. So, you know, happy for her. Um, Pietro, uh, so after Crystal has this baby, um, everyone's happy. Uh, Pietro finds out that, um, inhuman law dictates that, um, the husband is the one who gets to decide whether or not the child should be exposed to the Terrigen Mist. Um, not surprising. So, yeah, not surprising at all, but, like, another, like, cool checkmark for inhuman society. Um, and, uh... It's like, oh, man, it's a matri- It's a monarchy and it's patriarchal? Who could have seen this happen? Um... Pietro's like, oh yeah, I want to, I want, I want to do that. I want to give our baby superpowers. Um, and Crystal's like, I don't want that because it's uh potentially dangerous. Um, and like it, like Pietro doesn't back down about it, which is like not a good start to a relationship. No. It's like not a good, like I think probably if your wife says that she doesn't want your child going through a potentially dangerous process and she's the one who like grew up in this society and understands how dangerous it is and has like, gone through this process yeah like maybe listen to her um I was going to say like is the child also a, like a mutant but then is Pietro even still a mutant? Who knows? Yes. Oh, yes. I forgot to mention that. Pietro, I mean, obviously, at that point in canon, Pietro is a mutant. Um, the, the baby, uh, baby Luna, Reed is like, oh, apparently the, like, inhuman gene and the mutant gene canceled each other out, and she's just totally normal. Um... For now. <laughs> Hold on. But 
yes, Baby Luna is a uh, regular, non-mutated human. Um, so Pietro tries to do this. Um, Why would he still? If yeah. she doesn't have uh, the stuff to give her superpowers, have... don't put her through yeah. the mist. Don't put her in the mist. Come on. Medusa takes Pietro's side because she's like, well, that's how inhuman law works. Um, so Crystal goes to Earth to get the Fantastic Four, um, gets uh Ben Grimm to come back with her. Uh, and Ben Grimm, feminist ally, is like don't fucking do something to this woman's baby that she doesn't want you to do. Um, and uh, this Honestly, is very funny. They're... Ben Grimm is the best choice. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, she, uh, she and Ben are like good friends, which I think is very, very cute. Um, later on, uh, there's a point where uh, Johnny is dating, uh, is, I think, marries Alicia Masters, except then it turns out to be a scroll version <laughs> of Alicia Masters, but they don't know that. Um, and Ben is, like, upset about Johnny, you know, marrying his ex-girlfriend. Um, so he's like, hey, Crystal, do you want to come be on the Fantastic Four again <laughs> to annoy Johnny? She's like, sure. She's like, hell yeah, Ben, anything for you. Anything for you, homeboy. Um, but uh, in um, a very funny development, they're able to <laughs> trick Pietro into believing that um, Lockjaw was a, like, normal human. And then going <laughs> through <laughs> the Terrigen Mist turned him into a dog. Um, and they're like, that's what could happen. And he's like, oh no. <laughs> Which they shouldn't have to do, but it is very funny. Um, and It I is very I funny that it worked. <laughs> yeah, it's very, it's mostly funny that it worked. I feel like at some point they, like, this is revealed, but I would love to believe that he just believes this forever. And every time he sees Lockjaw, he's like, damn, that's so sad. <laughs> Lockjaw, buddy, I'm so- he, like, he holds him by the face and he's like, Lockjaw, buddy, I'm so sorry, we're gonna get you back your body one day. One day, we'll figure it out, I promise. <laughs> and Crystal's just behind him, like, nobody tell him. Nobody tell him, nobody tell him. Nobody say anything, because if he finds out, he might send our daughter back through the mists. And I refuse. Um, so, uh, this, uh... <laughs> This is just one of uh, many marital problems that uh, she and Pietro have. Um, mm, surprising. Yeah, shocking. Who would have imagined such a thing? Um, and uh, he also, he, like, I think starts, like, takes a position in, like, the inhuman, like, royal guard. Um which he does to, like, try and, you know, kind of ingratiate himself to the royal family. Um, but he is, like, preoccupied with that and not spending time with his family. And Crystal ends up having an affair um, with a man named uh, Norm Webster, who is the... What a regular-ass name. 
a regular ass name. He is a normal human real estate agent who got uh, Wanda and Vision their apartment where they live. Um, you know what? Crystal deserves this. Good for her. Crystal deserves, yeah, to just have an affair with a normal human man. Um, this is also um, the period in time where uh, Pietro is like really, really, really mad about the fact that Wanda is married to a robot. Um, so that's another, that's another thing. Like, Crystal likes Wanda and the Vision, like, fine. So it's really kind of, she's like, why are you being so weird about this? But, uh, she has an affair with this normal, normal, uh, human man. Um, at this point, they've, like, developed, like, drugs that the Inhumans can use that, uh, enable them to stay on Earth for longer without being poisoned. Um... So, uh, she's Damn. able to... Would love some yeah. of that. Would love some would of love, that. Would love to have that. Thank you. Um, so, uh, eventually Pietro finds out about this. Um, he flips out. Um, and then later it's retconned in that, like, Maximus was, like, mentally influencing him. And that's why he, like flipped out so bad um and then it's like oh maybe he was also like mentally influencing crystal and that's why she had the affair and i'm like i i don't really think i think if you were married you can't maximoff (laughs) you can't just say every time a character does a bad thing they were either influenced by max by max bolt or a scroll (laughs) like (laughs) you can't just take away the consequences of people's actions. Um, sometimes yeah, people I, fuck I, up. Sometimes people fuck up. And also, you know what? Sometimes you can't really blame them. Sometimes it is actually the choice that makes the most sense is to have an affair with a real estate agent. Um, so after this, Crystal starts trying to get a divorce. And it's a very arduous process because of living in a backwards-ass patriarchal eugenicist society. Which we would know here in the U.S. Which, yeah, which we would, uh, know a thing or two about. Um, and, uh, this is when she comes back and joins the Fantastic Four again after Johnny, uh, is married to Alicia. I don't remember what Reed and Sue are doing. I think they're minding their own business. (laughs) They're minding their own goddamn business, but it's like Ben, Johnny, Crystal, um, and then Carol Danvers as the fourth member of the Fantastic Four. Maybe Um, they're on vacation. Maybe they just took a little vacation. Um, took the kids to space. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so she is. On the Fantastic Four for a little while, um, she ends up, uh, going back to Adelan, um, like, towards the end of this, she, um, tries to, uh, patch things up with Pietro, um, 
Because I think at this point they're like, oh, Maximus made him, like, freak out so bad. But Maximus didn't do the other. Like, Pietro's personality is still what it is. <laughs> Maximus was not influencing him his whole life. Yeah. Um, and then while she's back on Adelan is when um, Medusa becomes pregnant and that whole thing happens where the genetics council is like, we can't let you have this baby. And then Medusa, you know, f- flees and has the baby. Um, and then um, she ends up, so uh, Quicksilver gets kidnapped by some supervillain. Um, and Crystal contacts the Avengers for help and then, uh, teams up with them during the fight and they invite her to join the team, which she accepts. Um, and she is on the Avengers for a while. She brings, uh, Luna with her to Earth. Um, a lot of what's going on with her in the Avengers is, uh, another romance plot, um, because she develops feelings for, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Black Knight. Dane, Dane something. I didn't write it down. Um, I don't know much about this man, but I feel like he's a better choice. (laughs) I, like, I will say, out of all her choices, this is probably the most, uh, solid one, but also it does- Dane Whitman, there he is. Um, it doesn't really go anywhere because, uh, he has a very complicated thing with, uh, Cersei of the Eternals. Um, (laughs) it took me a second to remember because I kept wanting to say Inhumans instead of Eternals, and I was like, no. The other ones. (laughs) The other guys. He is a complicated thing with Cersei. At some point during this, like, he gets, like, psychic, like, soulmate bonded to Cersei against his will. Um, so (laughs) he's got some stuff that he's dealing with. Um, but Crystal has feelings for him, which he reciprocates. He's got this complicated thing. Crystal is still technically married. Um, So, it never really goes anywhere. Like, they kiss once, but that's pretty much it. But it is, like, a constant, like, ongoing plot thread. Will uh, they, won't they? Yeah, during her Avengers tenure is these, uh, this tension. These unnecessary feelings. (laughs) Um, you know. You know how it is. Um, but... She, um, is on the Avengers for, like, a good chunk of time, and eventually, uh, she, um, I think heads back to Adelan. Um, there's, like, there's, uh, there's a whole bunch of other stuff going on, obviously, um, Luna gets kidnapped a couple times because she's a child in the superhero comic. Um, but, uh, she is okay. Um, you know, Pietro shows up to be like, I want to try again in our marriage. And then realizes that, you know, she has feelings for this other guy and he gets really mad about it. Um, 
Hey, Pietro, uh, how does it feel? Yeah, how does it freaking feel, my man? Johnny um, Storm's over here just holding up a boombox playing uh, Justin Timberlake's What Comes Around Goes Around. Yes, absolutely. Um, also, at some point, um, Luna sees... What is the context for this? It's like um, Iron Man gets mind-controlled into being evil and he kills somebody in the Avengers base and Luna sees it um, and she's traumatized, but she's uh, like a child and she can't like, (laughs) she doesn't have like the words to talk about it yet. So they're just trying to figure out what happened and then eventually they, you know, figure out what happened. Y'all um, know so many psychics. Just <laughs> yeah, f- for real. Just hey, Professor Xavier. Uh, my kid saw something that has traumatized her. Can you figure out what it is so that we can do a therapy about it? And then he's yes. like, "Sure." Oh God, somebody's mind controlling Iron oh, Man, and she saw him Uh-oh. do a murder. Well, that solves that. Um, Crystal is also seemingly, uh, killed fighting Onslaught, um, and Pietro's very sad about it, and then it turns out that, um, instead of dying, everyone who sacrificed themselves to stop Onslaught, uh, got sent to, I think, a Franklin Franklin Richards pocket dimension, um, where they're, like... (laughs) They just live out a brief, like, alternate universe version of their lives before they, um, make it back to Earth. Uh, and they're like, we're alive. Um, which is just, you know, that's just, that's just a Wednesday in comics. (laughs) You know, you get seemingly killed, said you get sent to a pocket dimension where you have no memories and you live out, like, an alternate version of your life and then you come back to your normal life. You know how it is. Feeling dissatisfied and adrift. Yes. Uh, And then, speaking of alternate universes, uh, after this comes House of M um, and the Decimation, uh, No More Mutants, uh, and Pietro loses his powers. Um... And doesn't take this well. And Does he ever take anything well? Has he ever taken anything well in his goddamn life? That's the question. Um, he um, steals a bunch of Terrigen crystals to try and use them to... Uh, He's like, hey, these give, give people powers. <laughs> these give people powers. I'll use them to give mutants their powers back. Hey, Richter. Richter from the X-Men. Come here. Um, so he steals a bunch of Terrigen Crystals, obviously, um, the Inhumans are not happy about this, uh, and he also uses them to give Luna powers. No! Um, yeah, and she, she's okay, um. She doesn't turn into God. a dog. She doesn't turn into a dog, um, but she ends up with, like, uh, the ability to uh sense and influence people's emotions um which i will say 
as we've famously seen from uh, Empath, is a power that can lead to com- some consequences. Yes. It can lead to some consequences in your development. Um, so far, Luna seems fine and to be dealing with this well. Um, but, like, like I... <laughs> I know it's supposed to be, like, Pietro's in, like, a really bad place, but, like, holy shit, dude. Um, Like, come on, man, we've been over this. We have freaking talked about this, uh, and, like, this obviously um, leads to a lot of drama in a lot of ways. Um, The uh, genetic council allows, like allows Crystal to divorce Pietro when they realize that he committed a crime against the Inhumans and not for any of the other stuff. And, uh, Black Bolt starts, like, trying to start a war against the United States government. Um, Crystal is dealing with, uh, the fact that Pietro did this and, like, everything with Luna and it's a lot to process. Um, it's just, uh, it's a lot. It's a, it's a lot going on. It's a rough time for everybody. Um, after this, um, during Secret Invasion, um, they try to make an alliance with the Kree, um, and Ronan the Accuser, uh, says, <laughs> uh, if you want to make an alliance, um, I want to marry Crystal. Uh, come on, and Ronan. <laughs> and Medusa says, sure. And Crystal's like, hold on. And, uh, after this, there's like this whole, like Medusa and Crystal end up like kidnapped by some other aliens. And then they're in like a fight arena. And then while they're fighting, Crystal is like, you have to let me make my own goddamn decisions and medusa's like okay i understand you still do need to marry ronan though and crystal's like okay um so she gets married to ronan um in one of those things that's very like arranged political marriage to like bring together our two empires but also like ronan definitely has like feelings beyond just arranged political marriage um and also, as this goes on, I think they both develop more genuine feelings for each other. Um, the sad thing is, I am intrigued. <laughs> the thing is, I I am not immune to an arranged marriage storyline. Um, and I am like, freaking Ronan the Accuser. But I'm like, well, I guess it could be worse. <laughs> I mean, she did marry Pietro of her own free will. So, like... Yeah, um, and, uh, the Kree also kind of very quickly, like, embrace her as a, like, princess, um, which helps. Um, I think eventually, um, they, like, end up getting divorced, but not, like, like, due to, like, complicated political, like, reasons and not because they actually wanted to get divorced um when uh so crystal is uh 
when this whole okay when black bolt okay so black bolt sets off this bomb that sends terrigen mist all over the world before that he had tried to do the same thing previously when the inhumans were fighting the shiar and uh crystal convinced him not to uh but then um the bomb still went off it just didn't like release the terrigen mists so uh black bolt was seemingly killed in the explosion um oh boy um and then after that uh later he actually does set off a bomb that does really release uh terrigen mists and Crystal's like, I told, I already told you that was a bad idea. Why does nobody listen to me? Because um, you're a woman in comics. Because she is a woman in comics. My God. Um, since then, um, she's gotten, she has like a cute haircut more recently. Um, she's got like a little pixie cut, which I think is a fun look. Um during uh death of the inhumans um she she and luna end up uh like going with the surviving inhumans towards uh to like their new kind of secret hideout um so she she like pretty much has uh sole custody of Luna at this point, which obvious reasons. Um, but, uh, yeah, she, I really, I, um, I, w- I want, I want better for her. Um, maybe that means dating women, <laughs> but just, just, just something. I, I think she, she deserves more. Um, but, uh, yeah, she's, uh, I I support her. I support Crystal in whatever she chooses to do. But especially if she Mostly. chooses to date women. Especially if she chooses to date women. Um especially if what she does uh goes against the incredibly busted ass society she comes from. But uh yeah. Did you have anything to add or anything to discuss? Uh I do not. I actually don't know where uh, all my time went this week. Suddenly it's Monday again. (laughs) Ain't that how it goes? Um, I did um, finish the DC Pride special. Um, I really, really liked it. Uh, The Tim and Connor story is still my favorite one. um, For obvious reasons. Uh... But the, uh, John, John Kent, John Constantine, buy-on-buy violence, um, I was also very much looking forward to, and I did find that one, uh, very charming. Um. Very good. Yeah. And, and the rest of it was also cute. Um, I liked the, uh, one with, uh, Steel and Nubia, um, I liked, um... I liked the Apollo and Midnighter one, but I also feel like... There has to be one every year where it's very much like, this is for the straights. This one's for the straights, and it's also like, 
<laughs> we are trying to, uh, you know, fit like a, a very pointed political message into a comic that is four straights to read. Uh, and also the story is like five pages long. So. God, though, I just. <laughs> Something so funny to me about freaking Alan Scott, like. Because of you and also my gay son, I was able to come out. <laughs> and it's good <laughs> just being alive. And it's like, you're telling Midnighter this. Mm -hmm. you're, telling, you're telling Midnighter that sometimes all you have to do is be visible. And he's like, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's... <laughs> Pal. But yeah. also, I yeah, do yeah, yeah. like, it felt very cyberpunk that they hacked every single screen, including a gas station TV, yeah. to do a vow renewal. They hacked the planet. Just like, um, hmm, visibility, huh? Yes. Oh, Let's kiss and, on TV. Um, And the Circuit Breaker one, which I had not read last week, and now I, uh do understand exactly what you were saying because the art in it is gorgeous and also so now beautiful. Like, I gotta track down that freaking issue of Lazarus Planet um cause the thing, the thing was I don't know if you felt the same way the thing was um I was like this art is gorgeous I like this kid he seems cool um and then there was a panel of him in like a funky little goth outfit getting a tarot reading and i was like i gotta know more about this kid <laughs> just like damn all right yeah all right i'm in let's do it um a, a character for millennial gaze yeah exactly which you know what the more comics caters towards millennial gaze the better in my opinion in my humble opinion in my incredibly humble but also expert opinion, um, I also read, because uh, I got it from the library a couple weeks ago, and I was finally able to actually sit down and read it, um, Ryan North and Erica Henderson's uh, Danger and Other Unknown Risks, which is uh, their YA graphic novel that came out little couple months ago maybe um relatively new um i was very excited about it obviously as um a huge ryan north fan um and also an erica henderson fan um and i liked it a lot i was a little surprised by it um because the summary was, like, kind of vague, so I wasn't quite sure what to expect. Um, and it was, like, not as zany as I was expecting, um, from a Ryan North and Erica Henderson comic. Like, it's still, like, pretty zany, um, but it was not, like, to the level of, like, goofs and gags and jokes and jokes and jokes that I was anticipating. Um, it was like a very, uh, very cool, very kind of earnest story. 
Um, and it does, like, it's, I felt like the world building was very cool in that it was, like, one of those stories that kind of, like, leaves a lot of gaps for your imagination. Like, it shows you kind of, like, the edges of what's going on, um, in, in a way that lets you kind of figure out the rest, which I, I enjoy. Um, but it was very fun. It was a very, very very fun read. It's got a talking dog. Um, it's got some like cute teen romance. Um, I really liked it. Nice. Um, yeah. And that was all that I read this past week. Um, Marvel Pride comes out this week. I'm pretty sure. Um, so everybody go check that out. We will presumably be reporting back next week with some preliminary thoughts um and yeah i think that is it for us uh if you want to keep up with capes and japes and see when we post new episodes you can follow us on twitter uh tumblr instagram and facebook at capes and japes um, you can send us an email to capesandjapes at gmail.com if you have, like, questions or comments or anything like that. Um, we have a Discord server that you can feel free to come join and hang out in, um, talk about comic stuff. Um, oh, Birds of Prey! I just opened the Discord server. Um, the new Birds of Prey has a complete lineup. Um, now it is Dinah, uh, Cassandra Kane, Big Barda, huge ups for Big Barda, um, Zealot, who is a Wildstorm character that I'm not super familiar with, um, and Harley, which I am notoriously kind of hit or miss on Harley, but, like, I think Harley in, like, the right context can be a lot of fun. So I am... Looking forward to that a lot. Okay, I forgot to say that. Um, Discord, uh, Patreon, if you want to support us on Patreon, um, you can get uh, bonus episodes, watch stuff with us, help us pick what we talk about. Um, if you can't do that, but you want to help out the show, leaving a rating and review is very cool. Uh, telling a friend about the show, if you think they might be interested in it. Um, and just coming back and joining us as you've done once again today. So thank you for being with us on this episode of Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. And I have been Briar. And as always, in this house, we love Big Barda. Hell yeah, Big Barda. Hell yeah, Big Barda. Respect. <laughs> <laughs>